We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Is going on, Pacer Nation. Welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace. It is 11 o'clock on Thursday night, getting this episode recorded super late, but I'm still so hyped, and as my co-host Mike Focci would say, jacked up about that Pacers win against the Boston Celtics on Wednesday night. Boy, was that a fun one. Not going to do a full recap of that game. Honestly, wasn't able to watch it all, but I got to see the ending, and the Holiday Brothers and Malcolm Brogdon were huge in that game in the fourth quarter. Demontis Sabonis with another double-double. Just an all-around great performance by that Pacers team, but... Really cool thing that we're doing here on Setting the Pace. We are letting you guys call into the show and leave us a voicemail about the previous game. Or you can call us and just talk to us, ask us any questions that you have. So if you missed it, we had about seven or eight voicemails left on our first uh, attempt at this. So if you haven't already, you can check out this phone number, 317-886-0415. Once again, that's 317-886-0415. 0415. You can call in, leave a voicemail anytime you want. Anytime you have a question, we will make sure that we get those questions answered on one of our upcoming episodes and we will play that and tag you in it. So if you want to be tagged on our Twitter, make sure you leave your Twitter handle so we know who you are. Uh, At least leave your name so we can try to find your name and search your Twitter handle. But if you don't want to do that and you just want to ask a question, you can always email me at alexgoldenmba at gmail.com. But in other news, Pacers got themselves 
a big game against the Hawks on Friday night. The Hawks have been really bad of, le- of late, but with that being said, I want to play these voicemails for you, and um, I'll answer some of the questions at the end. So here is our voicemail. Hey, let's go. We've got a big win. This is AJ Reese. Um, I'm about to write a five-page essay, and I have nine drawings to do tomorrow. It's 9.35 at night, so it's going to be a late night. Um, keep up good work, and go Pacers. Hey, this is Lance Lillard. Um, love the content you guys provide. Also love Brogdon's ability to make clutch free throws and all free throws in general. Um, thank you guys, and have a good night. Go Pacers. You know, to be honest with you, I turned it off when I went down and did, did some laundry when uh, we started to go down. Um, but that doesn't mean I, I lost faith. I came back up and I turned it on. Would you look at that? We're off with two minutes left. You know, I am just ecstatic for a win. Big win in the East. Uh, proving our point at home. And just something to really spark my Thursday. Boys, this is Jeremy W. Miller. Big win for the Pacers tonight. Team ball. Domas bonus is an absolute beast. Uh, like the way we shared the ball. The Holiday Brothers have come up big. I was happy that Nate had faith in him, left him out there. Uh, Vic comes back, we are going to be an extremely deep team. Looked real good, felt good about the win tonight. See y'all. Hey, Kicker Talk, this is Vic Lunar here from Turner's Block. All I'm going to say is, we will win the ball game. Guess what? We did. Let's go, guys. Love the show. Yo, what's up, guys? It's the master of A-plus tweets. Thought I'd give you guys a little voicemail message. Um, so, yo, it's a great game tonight. The Pacers showed a lot of energy, a lot of fight. Um, so I got a question for you guys. Do you guys think Aaron Holiday and Justin Holiday just have to play together no matter what when everyone's healthy? I think when you look at the two of them, they got that brotherhood, you know, that family connection, and they play really well together. So when everyone's healthy... Who do you think's got to take a back seat? Is it going to be McConnell? Sumner obviously just got back from his injury. I don't know if he's going to be able to fit the roster, man, honestly. The way Aaron Holiday and Justin Holiday played together, it's hard for me to, you know, see one of them sitting on the bench. I think we got to play them when everyone's healthy. So let me know what you guys think. And also, we got TJ Warren for cash, baby. Hashtag Sunscratch. Let's go. Hey, setting the pace, this is Chuck. Uh, I just want to know what you guys are going to do when Ben Adebayo makes the All-Star game over DeMontis Bonas. All right, love you guys. Bye. All righty, that wraps up our voicemail segment there. So first and foremost, let me respond to quotations. Chuck, uh, if you've been paying any attention on setting the pace three on Twitter, Chuck has been writing our mentions, talking about Bam Adebayo versus DeMontis Sabonis. Look, no disrespect to Bam Adebayo. He's doing good things down in Miami. But if you look at last night, the Pacers beat the Boston Celtics by five points. The Miami Heat faced the Boston Celtics last week. And the Heat lost by 19 points. So let's just put it there. That's a 24-point differential in Indiana's favor, led by Malcolm Brogdon, the Holiday Brothers. And, of course, 
future all-star DeMontis Sabonis. Now, my man Avis, uh, the question you ask is, do the Holiday Blathers have to play together off the bench? Now, this is something that Mike Focci and I have been discussing all year long. You know, We even hinted at it in our last episode that we thought Edmund Sumner might be uh, barking at the heels of Aaron Holiday with his potential to play uh, in that second unit. So here's what I'm going to tell you. The Pacers have had a very tough time executing late in games, but that lineup of Justin Holiday, Aaron Holiday, T.J. Warren, Malcolm Brogdon, and Sabonis has been the most successful uh, t- team in, in, in crunch moments. I mean, you can say that the Pacers were were good against the Knicks in crunch moments, but that's the Knicks, and you didn't score for five minutes in like 17 seconds. This was a team that was killing you offensively. They just had a huge third quarter in Boston, and you know they couldn't miss shots. They went up by 10 heading into the fourth quarter, and the Pacers came back and just kicked their tail in the fourth quarter thanks to the Holiday Brothers can putting up 35 points combined. So, you know, it's going to be tough for McMillan to pull those guys out of the rotation if they play like that. And right now, I mean, Jeremy Lamb had a bad game. Miles Turner has been very inconsistent on offense. He played some there in the end to play a little bit defense offense. Him and Sabonis coming in and out for each other. But I absolutely love the Holiday's energy. Their defense is really good. They can hit shots. They're not afraid of the moment. So, yeah, I mean, in the certain situations and in the right time, I'm completely fine with those two playing together. But, what we said all along is Holiday has had bad shooting performances up to that. So how much will McMillan trust him? Does this help him with the, with making a case to be in that second uh, second unit and part of that second uh, unit rotation? I think it does. I think that Justin was going to be a part of it no matter what because he's just been playing absolutely fantastic all season long. Very consistent. Um, had a conversation with Shea Orr via text, and we were talking about Justin Holiday. He said he reminds me a lot of Thad Young, and I said, yeah, Thad Young with a three-point shot. So, you know, obviously Thad did a little bit more uh, dirty work on the glass and defensively, but I just love what Justin Holiday has brought to this team, the energy, the effort, the hustle. You know, uh, these these two Holiday brothers are a ton of fun to watch, and if you're a Pacer fan, you just have to be ecstatic about that. So, anyway... Appreciate all of the great voicemails. All of you guys are great followers of Setting the Pace. So please continue to call in. We want to keep hearing from you. We love hearing your re, uh, responses and reactions to this team. And uh, Big Lynn representing Turner's Block. I love the energy. Every time I hear you on a video or you know calling into JMV, whatever it is, it puts a smile on my face. Uh, JW, I appreciate you. Jeremy W. Miller, uh, I know you're a Born Ready 2 pod uh, fan favorite and you're loyal to that show, but we appreciate you coming over here and giving us some of your uh, wisdom and some of your great gems. I, I love hearing you on podcast, so please keep calling in. And um, everybody else, once again, AJ Reese, thank you guys so much. And anyway, let's move on to this Atlanta Hawks game. So the last time the Pacers and the Hawks played, it was the Friday night after Thanksgiving, and the Pacers won 105 to 104 in overtime. Um, Trey Young had 49 points, Alex Lynn had 15, and Bimbry had 15. Now, there was no Kevin Herter, no John Collins. So for this game, again, no John Collins, who's still out with the suspension. But Kevin Herter will be back, and Kevin Herter is a lights-out shooter. So that's going to add some scoring punch to them. But Trey Young's 49 points were just unreal. I mean, the guy could not miss a shot. The Pacers finally decided to start blitzing him. Uh, once he brought the ball up the court, and really, I mean, that's their only source of offense. I mean, he pretty much scored half their team's points. So, um, Trey Young, you got to give him credit. But this Atlanta Hawks team is really, really bad. I mean, they're six and nineteen on the season, and their last fifteen games, they're two and thirteen. 
that's not good basketball. So, you know, I uh, hate, hate to say it, but the Hawks have just not been what a lot of people hoped or expected they might be. And if you look at their numbers, they're 24th in offensive rating with 105 points per game. They're 29th in defensive rating, giving up almost 115, but they're at 114.8. And they have the 27th best net rating at 9.5, so um, or negative 9.5, excuse me. So they're in the hole in 9.5 points on average for their game. So really, you know, it's just one of those Hawks teams that Pacers have had struggles in Atlanta. But if you remember last year, Edmund Sumner hit three free throws when the Pacers decided to sit their their core besides Darren Carlson, who was coming back from an injury. Kyle O'Quinn got ejected from that game, so TJ Lee played center. Um, Tyreek Evans actually played pretty good in that game. Don't like to mention his name too often, but it was really more about Edmund Sumner getting an opportunity to show what he's worth. And so, you know, uh, Sumner might get a chance if the Pacers get a big lead to get some extra minutes and prove why he deserves to play. But, yeah, I mean, if you look at last time the Pacers and the Hawks faced off, the the bench was just terrible. Um, It was probably one of the worst performances from this bench in a very long time. Uh, The Pacers starters had to do all the heavy work. I think Jeremy Lamb led the team in scoring with 20, and then the rest of the starters had double digits. I think it, they all at least had 16 points. So I know I know two had 16, one had 17, and I believe somebody had 18 in that stretch. So really the starters carried the Pacers. The bench was terrible. Uh, the entire Pacers team shot 23% from the three-point line. They shot 42% from the two-point line. So really it just came down to that third quarter when the Pacers trailed by 11 heading into the halftime. They outscored the Hawks by 18 in the third and ended up getting outscored in the fourth, which made it go to overtime. But, you know, the Pacers did get the win in overtime, and at the end of the day, a win is a win. When you look back at the game, yeah, sure, you you know the Pacers should have done a little bit better. But in all honesty, the Pacers got the win, and you just got to win those games. And we have had our struggles in Atlanta in, in the past, so it's going to be imperative if the Pacers get out to a fresh start. Jeremy Lamb only had six points against the Boston Celtics, uh, ending his double-digit streak. Um, for the season because he had scored in double digits multiple games. So that's just kind of a uh, a bummer that that was missed out upon. I know Mike Focci was very disappointed with that, but um, he still got to still got to see the Holiday Brothers go off, so I'm sure he was happy with that. But at the end of the day, you know, the Pacers have to win this game. And the only problem I really see is Trey Young again because as much as I love Malcolm Brogdon and as much as I think he's worthy of an all-star, there is something he struggles with, and that's quick, twitchy point guards. So, just to kind of look at some of the ones the Pacers have faced this year, guys that are a little bit smaller than him, a little bit faster. Um, we'll start off with who the Pacers play Sunday, Devontae Graham. Now, he came off the bench for the Hornets, but he was in there during crucial moments, and Malcolm was guarding him. Well, Devontae Graham scored 35 points against the Pacers when they played the Hornets earlier this year. Um, on Wednesday night, Kimball Walker had 44 points, and like we mentioned earlier, Trey Young had 49. So, Nothing against Brogdon. These guys are just a little bit quicker than him, and I think it puts him in an awkward position defensively. Most people would say that Victor Oladipo will do a better job of guarding the quick guards, and you can put Brogdon on the shooting guard, which, hey, if that works, that works. It's kind of like Sabonis and Turner. You just switch them up to find the best matchup, and if the Pacers can do that, then that's great because they have the versatility to do that. But, you know, they got to find a way to get the ball to Trey's hands. I wouldn't be surprised if Dan Burke and the defense decides to blitz some of the pick-and-roll options with him to get the ball out of his hands. But like I mentioned, with Kevin Herter being active again for the Atlanta Hawks, you're going to have to keep an eye on that. So no injuries 
on on the Pacers side of things, besides the same wins that they've had, Jakar Sampson still dealing with the uh, lower lower back issue. He's questionable, and Victor Oladipo is still out. And McMillan did give an update, so we do not expect to see Oladipo anytime in the near future. So I think that definitely means that it'll probably be closer to middle of January before we see Oladipo. That's all speculation. But it's just, you know, wait and see, guys. Just be patient. There's still plenty of time left in December for this Pacers to rack up some wins. I think a, a win against Atlanta and a win against Charlotte on Sunday would be fantastic. You got a tough, tough game on Tuesday against the Lakers, who have been absolutely rolling this year. So um, Mike Fachi will be covering the Charlotte Hornets game for you guys. So um, he will be on the podcast Saturday and Sunday whenever that gets uploaded around that time. So anyway, Pacer fans, we appreciate you all so much. And uh, Tyler Snyder did a game preview for you guys on PacersTalk.net. So if you weren't able to check that out, make sure you head over to PacersTalk.net, go to the article section. It'll be the first article up. Tyler Snyder does a preview of the Pacers and the Hawks. I'm sure he mentioned some of the stuff that I talked about here. But, yeah, ultimately it's time for the Pacers to just put away these teams that they're supposed to beat and look to beating some of these more upper-class teams that are ahead of them in the standings. you got Toronto coming up. You've got um, Miami coming up. you got Philadelphia coming up all before the month ends. So you got to win those games. It was awesome to see them get that huge win once again against the Boston Celtics. So, all righty, everybody. That's going to do it for another episode here of Setting the Pace on Pacers Talk. Sorry, the volume was a little loud there. But anyway, yes, this is the uh, end of the episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Setting the Pace 3 and on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find me on Twitter as well at AlexGoldenNBA. And until later, we'll talk to you all then, Pacer Nation. Peace out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.